Talk Radio 96.7. It's a Friday afternoon. What do you think? Do we celebrate? Yes, indeed. But we can't get the weekend going until we ask the preacher. Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church on North Lakeland. Ask the Preacher. Here's your host, John Freed. And we give you a complete permission to enjoy the weekend. Yeah, and it's going to be a long weekend uh, with no labor, even though it's Labor, Labor Day. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Jarius, thanks for joining me in the studio again today. Yes. Awesome to be back again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're I, <laughs> Wendy. Wendy, uh, for those of you who may not know, Wendy works in our office. We got Jarius. Uh, we got Jonathan. We have Heather and we have Wendy. And Wendy sent out a group text to, to our office staff and says, uh, are we off on Monday? And I, I regretfully said yes. <laughs> yeah. I would just work everybody to the bone. Uh, but no, it is Labor Day, so I hope you have a great weekend. It's a great opportunity to come and visit us at Believers Fellowship Church. You know, oftentimes we do this program, and I and I skip right past that invitation to church, but it came to mind just now, so I figured I would invite you. So maybe you're sitting around, and you've got four days, three, was it three? How many days extra? It's a three-day weekend. Three days. Yeah. So you might end up getting bored right in the middle on Sunday, and you can come and see us. You will not be bored, I can tell you that. On Sunday morning. Yeah, not yeah, a believer's, believer's fellowship. That's right. Yeah. You will not be bored. Uh, so we start up at 10 a.m. You're going to want to get there a little bit early to make sure you get a seat because it is often a crowded space. And uh, so if you like sticking it in the eye of COVID and like getting into crowded spaces, even though they uh, at one time wanted us to stay 87 feet away from everybody, <laughs> and trust me, that time is coming again. Um, you know, it's right around the corner. Election time is here, so of right. course they got to bring right. out some uh, hogwash again. Yep, they got to create a problem so the person in can solve the problem so they look good. <laughs> <laughs> or they can uh, maintain position in office, but we won't yeah. get into that. Well, I'd love to. But anyway, so yeah, we invite you out to Believers Fellowship Church, um, as Eric always says, up in North Lakeland. You know, Eric makes it sound like North Lakeland is a is a different town. <laughs> it's just the north side of Lakeland. But it almost does seem often for, mm-hmm. for many years, I've, you know, it's like there's two cities. There's North Lakeland and then there's South Lakeland. Right. But it's not true. It is just one city. But um, up at uh, uh, just just past the Cracker Barrel, uh, Harley Davidson right. shop, Waffle House, all of that, just uh, past that Five Guys Starbucks, mm-hmm. that that area there. Uh, or you can visit us online at believersfellowship.com. Mm. All right, so um, so we'll we'll get right into uh, what we're going to talk about here. I, I want to read a, uh, a a scripture out of out of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter eleven. In, in verse one, and so uh, talk some about about faith for for just a moment here. But it's not so much in talking about faith. Uh, I really want to talk about hope. I want to talk about desire. I, I want to talk about your future and and your your desire for your future. Uh, here's the reason why, and then I'll read the scripture. You know, this is a news radio station. Uh, pretty much all day long, all night long. There's some element of news being mm-hmm. being talked about on this station. Um, you know, on the television news cycle, in the newspaper, um, on on the internet, wherever you're getting news from, uh, it's it's very often bad news. Right. Uh, for some reason, it seems like bad news sells better than than good news. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why that is. Uh, it keeps people agitated. Keeps them in fear. Keeps them in anxiety. Um, you know, just like um, it makes me think of like news when people hear like there's a food shortage. 
Everybody runs out. Everybody and runs to the store. There's no water left on the counter. You know, it just it gets people active, not 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 in a good way. Right, right, and and so all this all this bad news uh, gets peddled all the time. And uh, if if a person is not mindful of it, uh, you can very easily become mm-hmm. depressed. Now, I I love Tucker Carlson. Why I say that? I don't know him personally, but um, I, I love the program, the stuff that he talks about, all of that kind of stuff. But I've made the statement one time. My dad wasn't very happy with me because he's a Tucker Carlson nut, you know. And uh, anyway, I, I said, you know, every once in a while, you got to turn Tucker off. You know, and my dad was like, no, you should. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, because because even, you know, I consider um, I, I guess I'll say I generally think that pretty much everything he talks about, uh, he is actually giving mm-hmm. us what's really going on. Right. Uh, a lot of other programs, you know, hide it, mask it, whatever. Um, but so even though, we, we, you know, we might call it facts or, or, or truth, um, it can be depressing. Mm-hmm. And you can lose hope right. for the future. And the reality is you don't make much progress if you don't have any hope. Right. So I want to read this scripture out of Hebrews chapter 11. It's the, the very first verse, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. It says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things that are not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Um, and and so I know we could talk about faith, but what I really want to talk about is the hope. If if faith is a substance of things hoped for, if you have no hope, mm. you can't have any faith. Well, right. what is faith? Well, faith would be trust. Trust in what? Well, if there's no hope, then you trust in nothing. Right. There's nothing to, to trust in. I, let me read this in a couple other translations here. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, in the New International Version, says it this way. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for mm-hmm. and the assurance about what we do not see. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of the New Living Translation, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things that we cannot see. Mm. Uh, English Standard Version is very much like the New International Version. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. It is the conviction of things mm. not, not seen um, and then I'll, I'll read it out of the uh, Amplified Bible, and I think we'll move on. Um, now, faith is the assurance. It is the title deed. Mm. It is the confirmation of the things hoped for. Now, hope is a divine guarantee. And the evidence of things not seen, faith is an evidence of things not seen. It's a conviction of, that they exist, a conviction of their reality. Mm. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by physical senses. Yeah, something that I've noticed that I haven't noticed until now we're reading this now. Faith is mentioned first, but really hope comes before faith. Yeah. I heard somebody say one time that hope is a blueprint. Faith mm-hmm. is the material that you use according to the blue according to the blueprint. So you someone so you hear that phrase when you ask somebody something where, where no matter what it is, they say, I hope so. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I think we use that word a little differently than how the Bible used that word. I right. hope so. Uh, we, you know, in our modern day terminology, we kind of like, uh, well, I hope so. It's like flipping a coin in a, into a wishing well. Yeah, or something, yeah. You know? Our hope now, more days, is more mental ascent. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's just there's a, really uh, no substance there. There uh, is no faith with that type of hope. I'm going to call it a poofy picture, but then when we come back from the break here in just a moment, we'll actually talk about a picture. And you used a good word there, Jarius, when you called it uh, hope is like a blueprint. Uh, it, it's not the building. 
but right. it is the picture right. of, of what the building is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. And so when we come back from this break, we will talk more about it. You're listening to Ask the Preacher. Uh, my name is John, and in the studio is also Jarius. And if you would like to join the conversation, you very much can. Just give us a call, 863-682-1430. One more time, the phone number into the studio, 863-682-1430. Now let's get back to more of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher program brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John and Jarius. Yeah, <laughs> uh, J and J. You're in the billing. So, so folks, uh, we ended that first little segment there, and we're, we're talking about hope, really. So, um, you know, faith is is valuable. It's it's incredibly valuable. By the way, Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that there's three things, three spiritual things that abide. Now abides faith, hope, and love. And it goes on and he says the greatest of this of these three is is love. But faith, hope, and love are all abiding. They all dwell. They're all working now in this in this time, in this realm. And so they they are three very important things. Uh, I don't have time to get into the subject matter of love, but let me tell you something. Um, the world cannot give the definition of love. Let me tell you why the world cannot give the definition of love. God is love, and the right. world cannot define God. Only God can define God. So when we have all this garbage out there, it's, love is love, and it's an advocacy for homosexuality, transgenderism, lesbianism, right. all of these other types of things. It's false. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. That type of love is not love. It's it's actually apathy or hate, one or the other. Um, you know, I, now I've gone off on the subject matter. Um, you know, I've had some some argument with some city officials here. I don't appreciate uh, the the idea that our society, but but more importantly, that our local society has to advocate and support mm-hmm. um, behaviors that are destructive. And we've taken on this idea that says, well, if we validate it, it'll make it okay. Mm-hmm. No, uh, you can you can validate something and it's still not right. It doesn't make it right in the eyes of God, and it doesn't necessarily right. make it right in the minds or in the hearts of, of people either. The idea is to try to convince them that it becomes right, right but it's still destructive behavior. Um, if I were to tell you that jabbing a knife through the sidewall of your tires was a good thing, I could probably convince you of that. Um, no, I don't know right, you know, right if I right. really convince you, Jarius, but we could probably convince somebody, oh, no, it's really good, it's really helpful. Um, oh, here we go. Here's an example. Uh, I was having a conversation with a man a good while back, and um, he was talking about pool cages, your screened-in enclosure for your pool, and hurricanes. All right, so we just had a hurricane come mm-hmm. by, so this is why this fits well. And he said, if you have a screened-in pool uh, enclosure, you should take a knife. Before the hurricane gets to you, you should take a knife and slash a big cut uh, through all of your screens so that the winds of the hurricane won't destroy your pool cage. And I was thinking, why would you do that? And he says, well, because the screen gives some resistance, and if the wind gets through there just enough, it can rip apart your pool cage. So save the pool cage, destroy the screen, but save the pool cage. And then I got to thinking about it. That's four, five, six thousand dollars, maybe more. I don't know to replace all the screens. You are guaranteed to have <laughs> four, five, six, seven thousand dollars worth of destruction, right? As opposed to possibly coming out un- unscathed, right? So here, that guy had had somewhat of a reasonable argument. I'm sure he could convince people to go out and mm-hmm. slash his screens. 
and thereby cause destruction thinking that people are doing good. Right. I think something that when you justify these things that we know is wrong, I don't think people ever really feel like it's right, but it makes them feel better about doing wrong. Yeah, yeah. It and doesn't make wrong right. They right. just feel good about yeah, doing wrong. Yeah, they just feel better about it. They don't feel the conviction. They don't feel like they need to to change. And really what, what it does, it pushes them further into a reprobate mind. Yeah, and and it's destructive. And so I've had, you know, argument with some of our city officials, you know, when we advocate for things, give certain proclamations, give uh, uh, have certain parades and celebrations in town. I'm like, you are you are literally condoning destructive behavior, mm-hmm. thinking that you're doing what what is good, and, and it's just not. Um, it, it causes people. To, well, you use the term reprobate mind. That's that's those are strong words. Those are scriptural words, but it's very true. It, it, it right. very true. Um, so if we want to look at it before we get to that depth of the reprobate mind, um, we're literally causing people to get deeper and deeper into darkness. Mm. Well, darkness is related to despair, mm-hmm. people losing hope. Right. So our so the intention of society is to give a hopeful feeling uh, to people even though they're doing wrong. Mm. But the reality is the more we do wrong, the more despair we fall into, right. the less hope we actually have. If you're going to create a picture of health, you need to uh, uh, of health, whether that be physical health, whether that be mental right. health. If you're going to create a picture of of health, it it can't be done with darkness. It has to be done with light. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the scripture. Faith uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, uh, and you related it to like a a, a blueprint. Mm-hmm. Nobody designs garbage, right? You know, rubble. You don't design rubble. Um, something that you throw away. You don't. You don't spend time in creating design so that you can throw it away. You know. You you spend time in creating design so that you right. could build it because it has value. Um, and so we, we you you have to have a picture that's created, and it needs to be a picture created by God. It needs to be a vision, if you will, a blueprint, a, a picture in your mind mm-hmm. uh, that that is given there by God. And the best way to do that is is in the Word of God. It's literally God speaking to us. He 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 had it written down. This mm-hmm. is his will. This is his desire. And so hope and desire become related. Mm-hmm. God has a desire for us. Well, our, is our desire and God's desire in line with each other? And when it is, man, there's a lot of hope. There's a lot right. of uh, a lot of things <laughs> a lot of reason to have hope. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. There's a lot of reason to have hope. And then you can go after it, you can believe for it, and you can trust God that it will it will come to pass, that it right. will come true. That's why God told Abraham, because Abraham was telling God, like, God was saying, like, you're blessed. He's like, Lord, how am I blessed? And the slave is going to be my heir. Yeah, at this point, yeah, Abraham yeah. not having yeah. his own son. So he's like, God is like, nope, I want you to walk outside and look into the sky. Yeah. If you can count the stars. See, right there, God's building his hope. He's giving him a, a picture of to give him something to believe for, but first yep. came the picture. Yeah. First came the blueprint. Look at the stars. Look at the sand. Look out. Everything you see, north, south, east, and west. So now he has this mental blueprint of what God said he can have, and so now he knows what he's supposed to believe for. He knows what is what he is supposed to now move into faith with, faith with. But it started with God gave him a mental blueprint of this is what your life is supposed to look like. Yeah, God had to give Abraham a physical analogy. 
look up at the stars right. because Abraham couldn't see it on the inside right. yet. So he yeah. said, okay, so I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you something to look at on the outside so that you can begin to have this dream or have this yes. hope, have this picture right. on the inside. Well, we have a caller, and uh, James, welcome to the Ask the Preacher program. How y'all doing today? Hey, good Hello, to hear your James. voice. It's been a little bit. Yep. Uh, talking about hope and things like that, I was just wondering about the technology that we have as far as AI and artificial intelligence being on a negative side. And, of course, you know, the robot's going to be taking over the world and stuff like that. I was just curious, how come we can't be able to have Christian uh, people who can be able to be programmers to program these AI robots to be in evangelical situations where the Word of God may go forth? And I'll hang up and listen to your response. All right. I wish uh, I wish George was on the program today because he's, you know, last week we had a caller that was um, uh, that that called about extraterrestrial yeah, activity yeah. versus and, and the co- connection with AI. And uh, George wouldn't hear last week either. But uh, and I will tell you this. Um, I, I have a friend who very much is uh, he, he's a doctor and he digs into DNA and um, mm-hmm. and he is also into this AI and extraterrestrial. And and so uh, I almost called him today. And um, but I'm going to invite him to come onto the program. And when when George can be here and they can uh, they can really dig in deep. But, James, to your to your question here. Uh, one of the things, if my understanding is correct about AI, it is artificial intelligence. It's not just uh, what you put in is what you get out. That's old school computer right. uh, where a person puts something in and that's all the computer knows to do is regurgitate what was placed in by a person. Whereas AI begins to think for itself. Um, and so whatever the the uh, desired result that it's been programmed into it, this computer can navigate, manipulate, adjust, uh, and, and in, in, in order to mm-hmm. achieve the desired result. Um, so that would be the difference. There is an AI scripture, and you have, uh, I'm, I should say, an AI, AI Bible. Um, you have the uh, people that promote AI, and they literally work to defend themselves, saying, no, 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 AI is not rewriting the Bible. But yet there's an AI Bible. It's kind of funny. Yeah. And there are, and, and I'm not a fan of this. Maybe we'll come back after the break because we're running out of time, and we'll talk a little bit more about it. I am not a fan of AI uh, book writing. For preachers, that is. I don't right. care if you write some kind of, of sci-fi novel or something fictional or, or whatever. But literally, um, just being in the circle of ministry and, and preaching and, and those types of things, I've received advertisement that says, let AI help you write your message. And I'm thinking, heck no. You know, right. Well, what does the A in AI stand for? Artificial. Artificial. Yeah. It's not real intelligence. It's fake. And, and so the reality is AI, a computer, um, it, it cannot become born again. And so it might end up having, so to speak, accurate information as far as uh, what, you know, what original manuscripts have and all of that kind of stuff. But it doesn't have a soul and it doesn't have a spirit and it cannot be born again. Uh, therefore, it, it can't have relationship with God, the creator. And that would be the most dangerous aspect by by uh, leaning on AI to give spiritual advice. It cannot be born again. It cannot have relationship or communication mm-hmm. even with God. So, so then somebody might say, well, can't God use it because doesn't he use all things? Well, my short answer will be yes. My long answer will be after the break. Folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. It's the bottom of the hour. We have to take uh, a break here, and I hope you will hang out and join us for the second half. We'll be back in a few minutes.
Back to the second half of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher program. It's brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Your host is John Freed. Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're listening today. Hope you've had a, uh, a fantastic Friday. And, um, you know, we, we didn't really mention much about the, uh, the hurricane that passed through. Um, if you're listening, then you're alive. You have something to be <laughs> grateful for. Uh, if you're listening, the, uh, the radio tower is still up and you have electricity. Something yep. else to be grateful for. Our, um, our fellow Floridians and some other, uh, you know, like in Georgia, things like that, they got, they got some pretty hard hit. Uh, I'm glad mm-hmm. it didn't come here. I'm sorry it went there. Um, you know, we, we prayed for them in the Wednesday night service, prayed for those that the hurricane did affect. And uh, if you have friends or family up there, I, I pray uh, God's strength and wisdom and peace to you and your ability to help them um, as well. You know, mm-hmm. most of Florida or much of Florida uh, has experienced uh, some, some tough stuff with storms from time to time. And, um, you know, it's certainly of no benefit to pray it away from, from your neck of the woods and into somebody else's woods. Right. Um, you know, that's just, that's not the right way to do that. But um, nonetheless, I am grateful that, that we were not uh, deeply impacted here in our area. Uh, I understand that a few people lost power, that type of thing, but it was relatively minor here in the Lakeland area. Uh, some flooding, you know, but, you know, we got we got Very more. Uh, we have a pool at our house, uh, and so uh, you know somebody had asked Maria at church on Wednesday. You know, did your pool overflow? And and um, and so she Maria told me about it that at night, and I said we get more more water in a pool from a summer rainstorm than <laughs> yeah. from the whole hurricane. You yeah. know. But uh, nonetheless, I, uh, I, I've said that twice. Nonetheless, now that's three. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you're well, and I, I pray. We pray for for those that may have been uh, impacted. That um, that the, the Lord would strengthen you and give you wisdom in working through the situations, and beyond that, give you just just help, help to those that mm. that need it. Hallelujah. Um, you know, he does. He he is helpful. He's good. He doesn't send storms to, to cause trouble right. and, and, and destroy people's life. That's, the thief comes to steal, yep. to kill, and to destroy. And God came to give us life. Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. Um, Jay, let's go back to the uh, to the question from James uh, real quick and just talking about AI, and, and we'll, we'll wrap that up and then get back to our, our subject matter. But, um, you know, being two weeks in a row, people calling with questions that are somewhat similar— I think we'll do a special on it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get my friend uh, find out a, a day that that he can come. Of course, George is always ready for that conversation. It's not as much of an interest to me in particular. Uh, some of the spiritual sides maybe, but not necessarily right. the technology side. Um, but since I use that word technology, that's where James was uh, was going. I don't mean the book of James. I mean the caller James. He said, shouldn't we use? The, I guess he is basically saying, shouldn't we use the technology for the spreading of the gospel? And the answer is yes, we should. Because we should use everything right. that we have at our disposal for the spreading of the gospel, um, as long as it is righteous and and holy and, and good, right? So when we say we should use everything for the spreading of the gospel, we assume that that means it's a, it's a good right. thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you shouldn't use you shouldn't use crack cocaine right, in right. order to spread the gospel. <laughs> it's just it's not a good thing. Um, you know, you don't use uh, necessarily sex in order to to spread the gospel, um, you, you know, that's, those are not really proper ways to do that, that sort of thing. So, um, but if you're a good looking 
person. You could use your your good looks to right. influence people, but don't deceive people. Don't trap people. Don't trick mm. people. Right. Yeah, I, right. I, ho- I hope I'm making myself clear on that. But as far as artificial intelligence, um, can artificial intelligence be used to the spreading of the gospel? Uh, yes, it, I, yes, I think it certainly can be. However, I would be careful, very careful in its use, because just like what was the old movie I Robot with Will Smith oh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah. I mean, it was great to think of something that's going to help you around the house, but but because it's got artificial intelligence, this robot ends up becoming right. a, a, a killer, literally. Right. You know, artificial intelligence is something that's man-made, and the nature of man, it, its it nature is it. destructive. Yeah. Exactly, it gets in it. There is no part of God that can get in artificial intelli- intelligence. That's why any movie you see with artificial intelligence, it goes rogue. <laughs> it turns against the creators, the people that created it. It's because man has implemented himself in there. And like you said, there's no, there's no way an artificial intelligence can be redeemed. Yeah. And so all that it's stuck with forever is, is man. The nature of man rather than the nature of God. Um, yeah, and, and I'll uh, jump off of that with, with this, and then we'll move on. Um, if somebody asks the question, can, artific- or can artificial intelligence be the Antichrist? Uh, well, remember this, the, the Antichrist and the beast are thrown into the lake of fire. Um, so artificial intelligence, I said it in the beginning, cannot be redeemed or cannot be saved, right. cannot receive salvation. Uh, therefore, it is also not going to receive the judgment uh, that comes right. to those that are not saved. And so just some things to think about, and uh, I think we will do a special um, coming up on, on those topics, and so uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Okay, uh, we were talking a little bit about faith and, and really more specifically about hope, um, and, and, and I want to just emphasize this idea of, of hope uh, again, because there's a bunch of bad news that goes on all the time, and you you can you can find bad news very very mm-hmm. easily, and if you're not careful, uh, you can end up losing hope. Right. And if you don't have any hope, uh, the reality is you you don't have anything to live for. You right. have got to maintain a healthy level of hope. Can you be too hopeful? I don't know. I don't really think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, people say, "Well, he just—they're just too happy." What, what is? What does that mean if you're too happy? Right. You know? I don't think you should be flighty or, or just, uh, you know, r- ridiculous about stuff. Um, there's an old phrase that says, "They're so spiritually minded, they're of no earthly good." Uh, well, if you're actually spiritually minded, you're of the most earthly right. good. Right. Now, if yeah, you're, I never liked that phrase. It, it's, it's furthest from the truth. Yeah, if you're if you're just kooky, wonky, bat crazy, that's not spiritually minded. Right, that's right. like no mind. Right, right. <laughs> you're just just an idiot or just just wacky. But if you're literally of spiritual mind, if you're if your spirit is in tune with God, mm-hmm. then your actions are fulfilling the will of God, right. and you're of the most earthly good. So if you really want to be of of uh, 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 effective quality on the earth, you need to be a spiritual mm-hmm. person. Uh, that's not your head in the clouds and your feet in the clouds too. No, it's your head in the clouds with God right. and your feet are on the ground. Yeah, for for hope, um, somebody had put together this compilation of of news that was just uplifting news, like, and the, the main thing was saying you you have to search for this to find it. 
Mm. News that's uplifting that uh, this person was saved and these two um, these two uh, cultures came together and they broke racism or whatever. Those types of things, you have to search for those to find those things. But the, the things that speak about death and destruction and the things that drain your hope and steal your hope because it's not just one thing. That's why they continually pump it on the news. Yeah is to drain your hope. And when a person loses hope, I think of it like a person who's in jail on death row. They have no hope of getting out. They don't care who they kill. They don't care who they hurt because they've lost all hope of getting out. And so they cast off all restraint and do whatever they want to do because they have no hope. A person who takes their own life, all hope, they lost all hope. There's no hope for things to change in my life. There's no hope for things to turn around in my life. And so they think, there's no hope, so I'm just going to end my life. Yeah, in, in Titus um, 2.13, uh, the Scripture talks about the blessed hope, mm. the joyful assurance uh, that, that comes in Christ, and that's looking beyond this life right. and into the life to come. And that's the hope that a believer has. Um, that's the, the, the blessed hope. That's the highest level of hope. That's the eternal hope. But there is a hope even in our life now. If the only thing that that you could ever hope for was something good on the other side of life, um, you know, in other words, just right. just heaven, then then the prayer of Jesus is not being fulfilled when He says, "Father, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven." You say, "Well, heaven is the place where we will experience the ultimate hope." Well, that's true, the ultimate mm-hmm. hope, but that doesn't mean that earth has to be without hope. Right. The reality is, we are not without hope, and when you realize your eternal hope. Your present mm. hope can also be full. Yeah, that's right. And that is incredibly valuable. And that is what we will talk about when we return from this break. You are listening to Ask the Preacher. We're really glad you're with us today. A fourth and final segment to come in just a couple moments. And so uh, don't go anywhere. And if you'd like to join the conversation, you can. 863 682 1430. And here we are at the fourth and final segment of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher program. And it's brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church in North Lakeland. Here's John and Jarius. Well, we had a caller during the break that uh, just called to tell us that they enjoyed the program and that uh, we're doing a good job. They appreciated us. I wish they would have said that on air. Yes. Well, thank you. But it might have been like speaking to themselves, you know, because today <laughs> we have James listening and we have that particular call. No, there's probably more. But uh, we're glad you've joined us today for Ask the Preacher. We've got a few minutes left in the in the program. And I would just want to finish uh, in, in talking about talking about hope. Jarius, you said it very well that, um, you know, when when God was speaking to Abraham, he gives Abraham this picture. Look up into the stars. Uh, this mm-hmm. is what your descendants will be like. And then he says, look down onto the sand. You know, if you can count these grains, right. you know, which obviously we know that's... It's impossible. And, yeah, and right. it, even if you took a, 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 um, a scoop of a shovel full, you might could count those grains. Um, but we're, we're not talking about the grains of the sand on a beach. We're talking about the grains of the sand of the entire yeah, earth. You yeah. know, you're not going to count it. Um, so it, innumerable yes. is, is the idea. Um, and what, what was happening there? God was giving Abraham... Uh, a way of picturing on the inside what he couldn't do on his own. So God says, here, look at this external thing to give you a picture. Now, there's a lot of people that will talk about faith 
And and because of that scripture, it says, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, and they'll say, see, faith is not moved by what it sees. Well, I beg to differ. I, I think we just need a little more definition right. there, actually. Right. Faith is not moved by what it sees on the outside. Mm -hmm. Faith is moved, however, by what it sees on the inside. Yeah, that's good. Well, what is it that is seen on the inside? Mm. Hope. Yes. That is what is seen on the inside. So if faith is moved by what it sees on the inside and there's nothing on the inside, then faith cannot be moved Mm. or faith is dead. Faith is dead in two ways. Faith is either dead because it has no works, because faith without works right. is dead, says right. James. Not the James the caller, but James the writer in the mm. scripture. <laughs> um, faith is, it can be dead because of no works associated with, uh, with what we say we believe, mm. no, no works associated with faith. And faith can also be dead in the sense that it never comes alive mm. because it never had that seed of hope on the inside. Right. Hope is like a seed. Mm. It gets planted on the inside. Now, it can grow, yeah, or it can be plucked up, thrown out, and right. not exist anymore. My suggestion to myself, to you, Jarius, to anybody yeah. listening, let hope come alive mm. on the inside, because without a hope that is alive on the inside, you cannot have a faith alive on the outside. Right. It makes me think of the woman with the issue of blood. You can tell she had hope to be healed, because she spent all the money she had trying to get healed. There was a hope in her thinking, when I go to this doctor... Or at least a desire, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And then when she heard about Jesus, that hope, it was, I don't know, it was quick. And she thought, if I can come in contact with this man, I know I'll receive my healing. Yeah, and so that, that hope produced yes. a faith. It produced right. a yes. knowing um, so this, uh, I want to get back to this, um, you, you said it so well with the blueprint. Um, I've, I've heard it said this way, hope, uh, hope is like a, a mold. Uh, I don't mean like a green or a black mold that grows on the wall or the sidewalk, you know, but, a but, a, but a form work, a, mm-hmm. a mold, and you're going to pour something into the mold. Well, mm-hmm. what is it, what is it going to look like? Well, right. it's going to look like, uh, the, the, the interior of that mold, mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to pour substance into it, and when you break off the shell, mm-hmm. boom, you have the item, right? But you have to have a formwork. Uh, we just had some concrete. Right. Um, we're expanding over at, at church, at Believer's Fellowship, uh, expanding the building. And so we just had, uh, I think it's like 1,800 square feet of concrete that was lot, poured. Yeah. And um, and and so they they put up some concrete block. And then they put up some boards, and they have some mm-hmm. dirt, and all of this kind of stuff. And it and and you could see it a couple of weeks ago. You could look and you go, "Oh, that's where the concrete's gonna go." Right. And I remember people would ask me things like, "Well, is it gonna come out here?" And I said, "Well, eventually we'll have concrete out here, but right now what's being done is just in in the middle of those blocks right there." Mm-hmm. And I remember one person said, "Well, how do they keep the concrete from from coming out?" Onto the ground out here, and I said, "Well, they only put up enough concrete to go to the top mm-hmm. of those boards, of those form right. boards, because uh, after that, the concrete just runs out, and it's just going to run away, like not exactly like water, but it's just going right. to run into space where it's not supposed to be." Uh, here, here's my reason for for saying that: if we if we think we can actually have more faith than what we do hope, we've misunderstood. Right. 
Because if if we poured more concrete in than what the forms mm-hmm. would hold, then it just runs out and there's no right. structure for right. it. You have to have hope. Hope is every bit as necessary as faith. Right. You will not have faith actually working for you without hope. Uh, what am I? What am I trying to convince the the listener of? What what I'm in? And this is good for me too. Listen, Jesus made it plain. He said, "In this world, you will have trouble." There's problems. You're going to have trouble in the world. But have no fear. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I have overcome the yes. world. Our hope has to be in, in Jesus. Yeah. And if our hope is in Jesus, we can go about this life with a smile on our face. We can go about this life knowing that our future is good. Mm-hmm. And if my future is going to be good, my present yeah. might as well be Hallelujah. also. Yes. Praise God. That is the hope that we have in Jesus. You should have that. If you don't know Jesus, call upon him. The scripture says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. So you just talk to, to Jesus in the best way you know how. Talk to him like he's your best friend because guess what? He is. He is. We love you. We thank you for listening. Um, you can visit us online at believersfellowship.com. And, of course, you can visit us in person as well. God bless you. Have a great Labor Day weekend.